hard in the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, in for Wilbon. And Tony, I love working with you. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Thank you, Pablo. I love working. Well, wait, did I, is there I have, another line? I, I have no. Should I be reading another line with you? I love working Thank with you, you yeah, too. Just Does that your work general for you? existentialism around just keeping your job. I know you do love keeping this job. You do. I love working, as old as I am. I don't know yeah. what else I would do. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon has a day off, so look who's here. It's the protagonist of the podcast, Pablo Torre finds out, Mr. Pablo Torre. Big round of applause. And we begin today with Cleveland's Max Struess hitting a 59-foot shot at the buzzer last night to beat Dallas. Last night as well, Boston won its ninth straight game, beating Philadelphia. Miami won its fifth straight game, beating Portland. And Milwaukee won its third straight game, beating Charlotte. So, Pablo, Struess had the showcase moment. But which Eastern team had the most significant win last night? I think it's his old team, Tony. I think the Miami Heat, Max Struess' former employer, had the most significant win. And I say this because, yes, I work with all of these Miami Heat propagandists now lately, but I also have watched enough of this team this season to know that it's the same old story as the propaganda likes to suggest. They play arguably the best defense in the NBA, and they're going to be there at the end because they know how to make something out of what seems like very little. And look, when they're, when they're losing, I thought, like, uh, you know, five, seven in a row, whatever it is, and then they go on to win nine of 11, I have the feeling that I had watching them in the playoffs last year, which is they're going to be there far longer than we expect. And they have these guys, Jaime, Jaime Jaquez Jr., this guy, Tony. They all said, ah, he's going to be a guy playing 30-plus minutes a night. He's actually doing that. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, the Miami Heat feel like the team that we should be afraid of, even though it's only, yeah, yeah. almost March. I'm going to keep riding Max Struess today instead, because not only did he launch that thing from another time zone, but I believe I'm correct in this. He made five threes in the last three minutes and 47 seconds. And at one point, he made four threes in a span of 67 seconds. And I wondered... Did it occur to Jason Kidd to call timeout and say, does anybody here want to consider guarding <laughs> this guy? And, and I think Cleveland had the most significant win because they beat a pretty good team, a team with a winning record. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10, and they're in second place in the East. And they're under the radar, Pablo. Nobody can even name their starting lineup. Why would I eliminate the other teams? Well, I mean... Boston should beat Philadelphia if Joel Embiid does not play. That's expected. They did it in a different way. They didn't do it by threes. They went into the paint. They, they got like whatever it was, 60 points or something like that in the paint. I believe yep. that Miami should beat Portland because Portland stinks. And I believe that Milwaukee should beat Charlotte because Charlotte is sort of like Portland. So I think it's Cleveland. I do. But if, we're, if, I, had, if, we're Pablo, at- if I had to pick a second place team... I would pick Milwaukee because they're 3-0 and out of the break, and Doc seems to be knowing what he's doing right now. Yeah. I, I, I want no part of Milwaukee right now, Tony, and I say that because I'm reading this interview that Dame Lillard gave to Chris Mannix, and he's talking about how he's essentially doing nothing with his life for fun in Milwaukee. He does not seem happy to me just reading the body language through that interview. And then if I'm looking at the Celtics, I'm thinking to myself, Chris Dapps Porzingis 
is going to be the guy they count on to make a real deep run to the NBA Finals this postseason. I don't trust them. So again, it's February looking ahead to June, but I just think the Heat are going to be there. Yeah. And the teams that we expect with all the big money players are not. But I suppose we should move to an ugly scene in college basketball last night because Texas was up 25 in the second half over Texas Tech. And Brock Cunningham, the Longhorns, hip-checked Darian Williams of the Red Raiders out of bounds. Cunningham was given a flagrant two. He got ejected. And some Texas Tech fans threw plastic water bottles onto the court, earning a reprimand from head coach Grant McCaslin. So, Tony, you've seen some things. Is your focus on the hip check or the aftermath here? Okay, so my focus, like I think the focus of all rational people, would be on the aftermath. They were throwing things onto the court. They were throwing bottles onto the court. What is this, the waste management open? You can't do this, right? You had justice served. In other words, the guy got a flagrant two and was ejected from the game, and you're throwing water bottles on the court. No, that's terrible behavior. If you have video of people throwing water bottles on the court, they should never be allowed into that gym again. And if they're students, they should be sent to the transfer portal. Goodbye. Do this at another school. In the last week, Pablo, we have had court storming, and we have yep. had throwing water bottles. This is unacceptable behavior. Somebody can get seriously hurt. You can boo all you want, but you can't throw stuff. And he got ejected, right? The justice they were calling for ostensibly was served, and they did this anyway. And this is just my larger take about college fans at this point in general, because you mentioned the court storming. Can you just be the normal kind of rude? What happened to that? Like, I love it. You mentioned booing. I love it when there's a home court advantage. I love it when fans are terrifying. I disagree with Kurt Schilling about the old Yankee Stadium. I don't believe that Mystique and Aura are just dancers at a nightclub. I believe there's something about a bunch of maniacs getting together and intimidating you. And I love that. And when I see people throwing bottles and storming a court, and here's the key part, hurting someone in the process who's on the opposing team, all you're doing is demanding that the authorities neuter your home court advantage. They're going to say, you can't do any of the fun stuff, the fun, rude stuff. And so I just ask for, just please be normal. Just don't be the kind of insane that gets everybody in trouble. I will say this. I get it that it's an in-state rivalry. I get it. It goes back a long way. I get it that Texas Tech may never play Texas again because Texas is moving from the Big 12. Yeah into the SEC, but you can't throw stuff. And you know what? And Texas Tech should have been better prepared. Given all that, they should have had security. We move now yep. to football and the two-time defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. They are reportedly going to cut wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They're prepared to franchise tag cornerback Lejarius Sneed, and they're open to trading him if they can't get a long-term deal done. And looming over all of this is how to keep Chris Jones. So, Pablo... What needs to be the Chiefs' priority as they look to three-peat? I think it's Chris Jones, Tony. Every time you watch Chris Jones in the postseason, he is the most impactful player on one side of the ball. And so I know he did the thing where he went onto the parade stage and basically said, I'm here, I'm yours, all of that stuff. Yeah. But just make sure, make sure it happens. Sneed, of course, is an excellent player. And he's doing the whole, you know, Rod Tidwell, show me the money thing. And he's entitled to do that. But to me, Chris Jones has been the guy for years and years and years. I would be horrified if I was a Chiefs fan and we lost him. Yeah, of the three names that we mentioned in this story, I agree with you that Chris Jones is the most important. 
But if I ran the Kansas City Chiefs, I'd have another person who's most important, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And I would say to him, what do you want? Right? Mm. Because they, they traded Tyreek Hill, and they survived that. But they had a lot of drops this year. Um, Valdez Scanling dropped some passes. Kadarius Toney dropped passes. Travis Kelsey dropped a lot of passes as well. They need to make sure that when Mahomes throws it, somebody is going to catch it. I think that's why people say that they're, they're talking to Mike Evans. Um, the, the thing about the franchise tag here, they can do that t- to the cornerback. He's a great cornerback, but he's not Chris Jones. If you do it to Chris Jones, it's going to cost you $32 million. But you know what, Pablo? There's a bump of $30 million in the cap this year. So you can do that. There may be a way to keep both of those because Snead, I think Snead went the entire regular season as a primary defender and did not give up a touchdown catch. That's great. Oh, the secondary. That's great. Oh, the secondary, the cornerbacks, they were so key to everything that they did. They enabled a team yeah. that was severely flawed, mostly in terms of the hands of the guys catching footballs from Patrick Mahomes. Sneed and that secondary allowed it. But I love the way you're thinking, though, because Mahomes, yeah, what does he want, right? Like the Tom Brady, look, when I think about the other great quarterbacks, right, they took pay cuts to get the guys they needed. I don't expect Patrick Mahomes to take a pay cut when they come to him and say, what do you want to do? But I do believe that that guy, if he is telling you, we are really rubbing pennies together, trying to get catches out of our receivers here, and you got to address that, then I would take that seriously because I think you can't really do worse than they gave him last season. Patrick Mahomes can't take a pay cut. State Farm is paying him more than the Chiefs are. Of course he can take a pay cut. Let's take a break. Coming up, is anyone actually doing anything to ban court storming? We will ask Jay Billis. And you, Tony, will also ask him how new number one Houston compares with old number one UConn Because I got to take a call. I'm going to sit this next segment out, if that's okay with you. That's fine. Mike Evans would look good in a Kansas City uniform, right? I mean, I mean, Patrick Mahomes could throw it to him, you know. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We're giving Pablo a breather in this segment, but March is less than 31 hours away making it a perfect time to welcome back our great friend, ESPN college basketball analyst, Jay Billis. I got to go to the glasses to read all this stuff. 
Duke is back in action tonight, Jay. They're hosting Louisville. Uh, College Hoops reporter Adam Zagoria is saying that Kyle Filipowski is expected to play. Now, we've talked about court storming, banning court storming. That's how Filipowski got hurt. But is there any sense that this will actually happen? Is this realistic? No, I I don't think it's going to happen. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. But when there was discussion of whether it should, uh, if you think player safety and and the safety of the coaches and the officials after the game is is, uh, the highest priority, uh, then you should do something about it. A lot of these leagues have rules against it, but the truth is it's encouraged. um, And they like the visual. Uh, They think it shows passion. They use it in marketing and, and recruiting and all that. So I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, I think, sadly, uh, when and if there's a, a catastrophic injury, like if, if Filipowski or Caitlin Clark or something had torn an ACL, maybe there'd be some more serious discussion about it. But I think the fans believe it's an entitlement. And, uh, and so I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah, I, sadly, I share that particular opinion with you. Uh, top-rated Houston, the new top-rated team, Houston Beats, Cincinnati by eight last night. How does the Houston team compare with the team that was just number one, a team I know you like a lot, UConn? Tony, I think Houston is a great team. Uh, They're the best defensive team in the country. Uh, They wind up winning their games because they force a lot of turnovers. They get a lot of steals. They block a lot of shots, and they're an outstanding offensive rebounding team. So they get extra possessions on the offensive glass. I wouldn't call them a great offensive team. Uh, they don't shoot it particularly well. Uh, they've got guys that can make shots. LJ Cryer, Emmanuel Sharp, th- those guys can get hot and make a lot of shots, but there are other games where they don't. I think UConn is the best team, but I think Houston, along with Arizona and Purdue, are on the top tier of teams. They're, they're the legit number one seeds, and I don't think that's going to change. It could. One of them could drop out off that one line. But those are the four best teams. I just happen to think that, that UConn uh, is the best team. Let me go to a team that has been number one very often over the last 10 to 15 years, and that's Kentucky. They got a shot last night from a freshman, Reed Shepard, the game winner against Mississippi State. That was two of his 32 points. They're loaded. They're loaded every single year. How does Shepard's game stand out among all the talent that's around him on Kentucky? Reed Shepard, just a freshman, and he's Jeff Shepard's son who won a national championship uh, at at Kentucky in the late 90s. Uh, He's a complete player, and he's among the very few truly complete players in the country. Uh, He leads the SEC in steals. He's the best three-point shooter in the league. He shoots like 51% from three, and he makes quite a few of them. Uh, He's third in the league in assists. Uh, he, he's legit, and he's worked himself into being a first-round NBA draft pick whenever he goes into the league. Uh, Kentucky is a great offensive team. They, they can score with anybody and fantastic in transition. Their problems have come on the defensive end where they're spotty. Uh, some games they play really good defense, uh, and other games they get lit up pretty good. But their scoring is so efficient that they can just outscore people and outscore meaning, you know, the, how you would out-rebound people. They can just score so many points. They score 85, 90 points just falling out of bed. So I think they're, they're worthy of, of a Final Four. They can do that. But if they run into a team that can really guard and it's going to give them a hard time where they're tough to guard, uh, they can get clipped uh, in the Sweet 16 as well. 
right, we will get you out of here on this. The big matchup tonight is number 11, Auburn, at number four, Tennessee. Tennessee's really risen up the polls lately. They've done very, very well. Which of these teams, Jay, do you like, you know, going further as the season progresses? I think Tennessee of the two is the better team. And Auburn is very, very good. But Tennessee's got a player named Dalton Connect, who's about 6'7", 6'8", transferred in from northern Colorado, where he averaged about 20 points a game while he was there. And he's the best player in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, He's had monster games. He scored in the high 30s. You know, he had one stretch over five or six games where he averaged about 29 a game. Uh, Tennessee scores easier this year. They're better offensively than they've been in the past few, and their defense is still national championship good. So that that having Dalton Connect makes them a a true national championship contender. And of the four teams I mentioned before that are on the one seed line, I think Tennessee's the one team that can jump up to that one seed line if they run through the rest of the SEC, and maybe Arizona falls down a little bit. Thank you, Jay, as always. Pablo will be so jealous that he wasn't here. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take one last break. Still to come, some rare, not-so-bad news for the Pistons. And Zach Wilson has the Jets' permission to seek a trade. Will anyone bite? Plus, allegedly, the return of Pablo. I don't know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Happy time, people. Happy 25th birthday, Luka Doncic. Wow, he's only 25? It feels like he's been in the NBA for 10 years already. At the moment, Doncic is leading the NBA in points per game, 34.5. He's third in assists per game, 9.6. So he's personally accounting for almost 55 points a game. I know he seemed foolish in the All-Star game, jacking up a shot from the opposite foul line and missing a dunk. But this season, Doncic and Kyrie Irving are producing victories. They're one and a half games out of fifth in the West, and they're seven and three in their last 10. Doncic has 10 triple-doubles. He's shooting 49% from the field. So 34.5 points, 9.6 assists, 8.8 rebounds a game. That's really good. And by the way, he had 45 last night. 
just a real casual 45, Tony, for a guy that I think we could all pick sort of nits with. He doesn't really play great defense. He tends to play himself into shape over the course of a season. All of that is true. He's kind of surly, it seems. But when it comes to offensive skill, I struggle to think of somebody since LeBron James who came into the NBA with this package of developed, adult, sophisticated abilities. He's a remarkable offensive player. Happy anniversary, James Harden. On this day six years ago, the then Houston Rockets star faked Clippers guard Wesley Johnson to the floor. Harden took a brief moment Ugh. to admire his own work, then drained a three-pointer. It's great video. Since then, of course, Harden has gone through the Nets and the 76ers, now finds himself on the Clippers alongside Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. In the 42 games all three have played together, the Clippers are 28 and 14. In the 51 games Harden has played, the Clippers are 34 and 17. Harden's averaging 17.3 points, 8.3 assists, and 5.2 rebounds. Coincidentally, Wesley Johnson is on the Clippers coaching staff now as a player development coach. And he's probably telling players, don't go for the fake. Don't. Yeah, I'm not sure how much James Harden listens to his coaches in general. I'm guessing Wesley Johnson is at the bottom of that list all time in terms of guys he would take advice from. I will point out that James Harden, as much as his demise has been greatly exaggerated, and it has been. The guy, again, another offensive player who plays himself into shape over the course of a season. That is him. He is still alive and kicking. He is really good offensively. But the question is always, come April, May, and June, Tony, what is the story going to be? That question remains as glaring and as um, unmysterious, you would argue, as ever. Hasn't had a good ending ever in June yeah. or May. Happy trails to the Pistons owning sole possession of the worst record in the NBA. The Pistons caught Chicago on a terrible shooting night, two for 29 from three, and they beat the Bulls for their ninth win of this season. The Pistons, who lost a record 28 straight earlier this season, are now 9-49. and 49. So are the Washington Wizards, who lost last night at home to Golden State, their 12th loss in a row. In late December, the Wizards were 6-25. That's four wins better than the 2-29 Pistons. Since then, the Wizards are 3-24, the dregs of the league. They're not trying to win. They're trying to move to Virginia, but they're not trying to win. <laughs> and they haven't lowered ticket prices with this group. For those keeping track, Jordan Poole shot 5-17 last night, had six turnovers in his first game against his former sparring partner, Draymond Green. You know, I consider myself something of an expert of bad NBA teams. I'm the process Sixers guy and all that. But I'm mostly curious, Tony, if you were a columnist right now covering the Wizards, what would you be saying at this moment? I would say they are terrible. Let's all embrace it and make fun of them three days a week. One omission. The NBA denied the Knicks protest that they lost to Houston on February 12th. Of course they did. They waited for the game the other night when they got the call. <laughs> Let's go to the big finish quickly if we could. The Jets have granted Zach Wilson permission to seek a trade. Do you think there will be any takers? I hope it's the Broncos. It'd just be funny. Chris Sale struck out four over two perfect innings in his spring training debut for the Braves. You encouraged. When he's healthy, he's great. He's never healthy. The NFLPA workplace report card ranked the Dolphins first, commanders last. Does that make sense? Sure, but the Chiefs are second to last, so I guess whatever. Um, Nathan McKinnon of the Avalanche has a 29-game home point streak. Are you impressed? Yeah, because the last time it happened, it was Mario Lemieux, right? In like 1996. Last one, Lakers Clippers tonight. Are you intrigued? 
Clippers have this new logo, but they don't have Paul George. I am less than intrigued, unfortunately. We are out of time. We will try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Pablo Torre, not wearing a tie today. Thank you for watching anyway. Pablo Torre finds out is the show, but for now, your sports time. So I've got the big sign for you, Pablo. Oh, there I've it got is. Pablo's yes. sign. Production yeah, value. I thought you did very well today. You did very well. Oh, your sign's better. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.